Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us. His name is Carl Beckstrand. Carl, welcome to the show. Hi, Tamala. Thanks for having me. Ah, thank you so much. We met each other on Podmatch. I always say met each other because that's how we connected. And I always like to give Podmatch their due because I meet so many wonderful people through that app. So thank you so much for reaching out. And this connection is going to be fantastic. So tell us a bit about yourself. So I grew up in San Jose, California. I'm the youngest of four kids. Um, Loved where I grew up very cosmopolitan area, lots of different cultures. So that was very enriching for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I served an LDS mission in South America. So I lived in Chile for two years and um, came home and kind of began that kind of a wild life was um, uh, kind of out of control in my relationships Mm. for a while. Um, Got an undergraduate degree in journalism, got a master's degree in international relations. Okay. um, yeah, I got my first book published in 2004, and I've had 27 books get published since. Oh, congratulations. That is phenomenal. That's so good. So you've lived so many different places, and I, I read that you're bilingual, right? Mm-hmm. So how, yes, many, lang- how many languages do you speak? So I'm comfortable with English and Spanish. I've been trying to teach myself German. Okay. Uh, a little bit harder grammatically. <laughs> That's really awesome. And some of your books are also in Spanish, right? Yes, I have um, bilingual books with pronunciation guide for kids. Oh, that's phenomenal. And you were telling me earlier that most of your books are kid books. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk about an adult book. <laughs> right. So I will, you know, I will definitely put the link in for, you know, anyone that's interested in looking into your children's books. But today we'll get into the adult books and I'll put both links in so that people can, uh, they can, you know, get whatever it is that they need. Right. I should call them books for adults. Books for adults. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Because there is a big difference. (laughs) Books for adults, for sure. So let's talk about this, the the 27th book. So Mm -hmm. uh, tell us, tell us a bit about it. So it's called God Adores You, and it's basically what I've learned um, over 50 years of living and having relationships. And um, like I said, I was pretty wild when I was young, almost out of control. And um, I was exposed to sex when I was eight years old. So I was started to be sexually active that young. Wow. And it was a pretty heavy thing to have on a child, you know, it's, to deal with and um and always wanted uh to find deep connection mm-hmm. and i think that's why i was so wild in my youth is i was actually looking for a deep emotional connection but i didn't really realize it right. um what i saw was acting out 
um, with other people sexually. And so I felt like that was kind of frightening to not be completely in control. So I did everything I could to stop and, and failed. And the one of the biggest reasons I know there's a God is because <laughs> I'm not sexually out of control today. Amen. And I didn't do that. So I have had, you know, a lot of people have felt as though there were, well, a lot of people have known that they've had sexual experiences early, right? Sometimes it may have been at the hand of an adult, right? Or there may have been a cousin that was around the same age and they happened to see adults kiss and, you know, the, these types of things. And it's actually two children that really don't realize what's happening or what they're doing. And then next thing you know, you are introduced to this, this world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I was being sexual without even knowing what sex was. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, okay, that's, yeah, I've, I've, it's, it's, I didn't want anyone to assume, right? Because, yeah, for sure. Okay. Just to give you a little bit more background. So I was, I was dating women, um, but I'm also attracted to men, mostly attracted to men, and was, you know, being sexual with men. And over the years, um, you know, this duality was really a cause of concern to me. Mm-hmm. When I finally did wake up and and discover that I had been sober for for months and years, um, that really surprised me. But I I didn't understand still what I was looking for and and what was what was making a difference in my life. And so I thought, okay, well, I don't want to go back to being out of control because that's kind of frightening. So I kind of when I ended my last engagement to a woman, I kind of became a hermit. Um, I'd had some health issues from South America and I didn't have a lot of energy. So I basically said, you know what, I'm not going to chase women, but I don't want to be out of control like I was. So I'm going to go to the grave with blinders and not notice anybody until I die. Oh, uh, and that was way to live. <laughs> yeah, that was not helpful either. And finally, God was just like, get out and meet some guys. And I was like, what? Remember me kind of out of control? What's up with that? How does that look? What yeah, does it look right. Like? But I found that, um, and this was just five years ago, I discovered that if I took sex off the table as not an option at all, I immediately bonded with the very first guy that I tried to connect with, who, and he was respectful of, of my boundaries. And I said, we're, we're never going to get sexual. He's like, fine, that's fine with me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I had this really deep connection. And the interesting thing about it was not only was it very fulfilling to me emotionally, mm-hmm. but the connection lasted. I mean, I still love the guy five years later. Okay. Yeah. So you hadn't, you took the, took the opportunity to not make it physical. Right. Well, there's affection, definitely. Affection. Well, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I mean, I should, I should say sexual. That's what right. I should say. Right. You were able to find that connection in different ways where maybe in the past, it was all sexual, not all, but it was more sexual encounters to connect yeah. than not. I find that to be very interesting. And I love that because I feel as though the biggest sexual organ that we have is our brain, yeah. but we don't realize it. So I, I, you know, I used to say this when I was younger, if you can, you know, the the wording I probably I shouldn't I shouldn't say this on the podcast but I'm gonna say it anyway. If you can penetrate my brain, mm-hmm. right, then you'll probably have the opportunity to have more of me yeah. than penetration anywhere else. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's so true because you are connecting on so many deeper levels. Yeah. Ah, that's good stuff. It was, it was enlightening also to realize that all the years prior, I'd been trying to meet emotional needs in sexual relating. Mm. So even when I felt like I was in love, even when we tried to make the relationship last, because I was trying to meet emotional needs sexually, that's why I was failing because emotional needs are distinct. And mm-hmm. sex is like this red herring that distracts you from actually meeting your emotional needs. Yes. Yes. So true. I wish we could play that back again so that people would hear it again. <laughs> so the name of the book, let's, I, I should have, I should have asked you that earlier, but I definitely want to get the name out there. Sure. So I have two versions because I know a lot of people in my situation um, who are, who have same sex attraction or LGBTQ um, chafe at any idea or reference to God or spirituality. So I do have the, you know, the God adores you book, but I've also written the same principles in a book called Abundant Paths Beyond Either or Thinking to Your Most Fulfilling Same-Sex Relationships. Nice, nice. And again, both of those will be in the show notes so that people can decide which they prefer. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I do want to ask, so when you were having attraction to male and female, were you conflicted in any kind of way? Um, or was this something that you were open to in the very beginning? I was very conflicted. In fact, I went to a counselor and I suggested that I might be a split personality because I had these conflicting desires. Mm-hmm. And he says, nope, you're just one person with conflicting desires. And that's part of being a human being. Right, and, right. And, you know, you have a lot of examples of that, you know, everybody has conflicting desires. Like somebody wants to work extra hours because they want to support their family, but they want to spend time with their family. You know, those are conflicting desires. That, yeah. Yeah. Very true. One very person true. Is not a split personality. Yeah, for sure. That's good. So, so you went to counseling and realized you are okay. <laughs> it is fine. <laughs> and um, so you just decided to express both sides or at that time were you in the relationship with the woman that you were talking about but while i was dating actually courting women because i wanted to get married and have a family but all that time that i was dating women i was also being sexual with guys gotcha okay okay and um i hated that part of my life and now i realized that my attraction to men is a gift and because of that attraction i've learned um amazing things about relationships. I've had the deepest connections I've ever had. And it's probably why I wrote the book is thank goodness for this attraction, because I have great relationships today and I've been able to write and hopefully help other people. Nice. That's, that's awesome. So I'm glad that you are willing to actually be very transparent about it because there are other people going through exactly, you know, they're where you were, right? Wondering, is this, is this wrong Is there something, is there something, you know, like you said, a split personality? No, it's not the case. So, you know, I've had a lot of podcasts about poly relationships. There's so many different ways that you may want to express yourself or your want and need that Mm -hmm. may not seem traditional. That now so many people are coming out and being very open that people are able to say, no, I'm okay. Everything is good. I just need to take a moment and figure out what it is that I want to do. And I get to express however I please, you know, so that is fantastic. 
So tell just, me, mm-hmm, go ahead. You know, the thing is, the book isn't written just for people attracted to their own sex, because I believe that um, regardless of your sexual orientation, mm-hmm. everybody has emotional needs that can only be met by people of their same sex. Yes. So I think a lot of straight men are going to their graves profoundly lonely because they don't think that they need other guys in their life or straight women. Same thing. Yeah. Women get it better than men do, but everybody yeah, gets interaction and social um, emotional needs met with their own sex. It's funny that you say that because I'm in a group on uh, on Sundays and we meet and there was a woman that joined our group and she said, you know, it was really hard for me to come on this group because I don't get along with women. So I don't normally befriend women because I don't really get along with same sex in same sex relationships. And so, you know, we have these get togethers and all of that. And it was probably two months into uh, our gatherings. And she said, you know what? I really love you guys. I did not realize that there was a need Mm -hmm. that I had you know, that you guys are truly fulfilling. But because of my past experiences, I just shut off the whole experience of having a female friend, you know? So that is very, very true. Sorry to interrupt. I would bet that um, her opposite sex relationship is better because of his, because of her friendships with you women. That's nice. I've had a, um, a straight man that I've actually shared affection with who originally was not open to that idea at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very straight, very straight guy. But once he um, shared affection with me, he actually wept. Wow. And then he started to have me over to his home regularly, you know, sometimes with his wife there chatting with us, but sometimes just he and I with our arms around each other. And he found that it was very fulfilling. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm, I just needed to take that in for a moment. Yeah, I, it's it's very, very true because sometimes you don't realize you have a wall up. Yeah. You just have this wall up um, maybe because of, you know, it could be fear, right? Some guys, you know, they they have this, this thing where they don't want to be embraced by another guy or some women don't want to be embraced by another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes there's that need, there's this, this nurturing that could happen, you know, that's awesome. So tell the audience some reasons, some of the reasons why it's very important to have same sex relationships. Well, just like I mentioned, I think it's impossible to have a healthy heterosexual relationship. If you don't have people in your life that are your same sex, that are meeting your same sex needs. Again, talking emotional needs, not sexual. And I think, you know, 200 years ago, everybody knew this. But I think homophobia has made everybody distance more and COVID as well. We're very distant from each other. And we get the idea that we don't have need for people of our, for friends of our own sex. We're independent. We're strong. We can do this. Or, you know, if we get married to someone of the opposite sex, both partners often believe that the spouse should be their entire world and there should be nobody else. They shouldn't need anybody else. And that's false and it's damaging. Yeah, very, very much so. I agree. So if there's someone out there that says, I don't agree, I don't think that I need, I don't think that I need that, what would you tell them? Well, 
I would acknowledge that um, not everybody wants affection from people of their own sex. And, you know, there are different love languages. Sometimes it's just doing activities together, working out together. Um, sometimes um, people prefer to express love in um, doing kind things for the other person or giving gifts. So everybody's love language is different. But I would still argue that each of us does have legitimate God-given need to interact and receive emotional affirmation from those of our own sex that's good that's really really good yeah i and i it's everything always shows up on time because it, i i can completely see that in this this kinship that i have with her she's you know even on facebook she's like oh it's so good to you know to connect or you know to see you i may just put something in her post she's like hey sis you know it's so wonderful and she just didn't realize it so i would hope that people would take a moment you know there's no um there's no wrong way right to connect with people um but what is it that you think people should do as far as like, should they go um, to, like, where could they meet? Where do you suggest that they meet the same sex people? Uh, I'm going to be a rude guest and disagree hey. with a little bit. It's okay. Because I used to think the same thing. There's no wrong way to, to love somebody. But I think when it comes, what I've learned in my male relationships is I had 50 years of trying to have deep connection and I never achieved it. Mm -hmm. I found that the common denominator in all those failed relationships was being sexual. Mm. As soon as I took sex off the table, I immediately had this deep, profound connection. And then it happened again with another guy and it happened again with another guy. And I, I told a buddy of mine, I said, I think I'm in love with three men. I think I'm a freak. <laughs> my buddy asked me, well, do you, feel jealous if that if one of those guys holds somebody else's hand or puts his arm around somebody else and i said no and he said that's because you've discovered how the male heart works toward other men and the male heart is designed to love men plural and so um so wait wait don't 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 go past that don't go past that so when you say to love them plural that means you can love because I'm just going to tell you what I'm hearing. Um, you have this ability to love more, multiple people, you know, that. Right. OK. OK. Yeah. Like if you know somebody who has a lot of kids, you know, say they have 10 kids and they have one more and loving that 11th child does not make them love the first 10 less. Right. Our heart is capable of a lot of love. Yes, yes. And also, there are lots of different kinds of relationships, you know, parent-child, friends, sibling relationships, you know, co-worker relationships. So there's lots of different kinds of relationships and lots of different ways of relating. Mm. And for me, I found that the common denominator in finding profound connection, because I can, I can make it happen now. I can almost create deep connection with a guy if I want to. And the, the, the common denominator is, don't get sexual with them. And that makes it last and that makes it deep and it just grows. It just gets better and better. Yeah, that's good. So when you do this, of course, this is in this, just trying to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Um, So you have three guys and you're all just friends, right? It's not just not sexual. You're not trying to date them or anything like that. So it's just continue to have more friends, more friendships. Yeah, and it's not a matter of quantity because I'd be happy with one or two 
mm-hmm. strong friendships. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, it's friendship even sounds weak because it's deeper. It's more profound. Okay. It's like a soul brother kind of thing. I like it. I like it. Okay. And it's good because when you, when you are in it, you're kind of teaching it as well, because obviously that other person is, uh, is reciprocal, right? So then they will teach others and it just continues to grow and grow and grow, right? I can't take credit for this information. Other people have learned this on their own. It, of it's course. It's very gratifying to run into another guy who's already learned this himself. Absolutely. But the good thing is when you're giving it, it it really does. It just continues to grow because even if they're doing it, there's something that you're bringing that they probably, you know, are learning. That's one thing. I learned something from everyone. Yeah, yeah it's true. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, get it in my head on how we can continue this because again, the connections are deeper when it's not sexual. Yeah. So if we can continue this and continue to teach this, um, it's just going to grow the love in the world. Yeah. That is the goal. Yeah. I actually ask people um, to not take my word for it, but to observe the relationships around them. Like with gay guys, I'll say, observe the gay relationships around you. I bet you know of a gay couple that's been together for decades and stopped being sexual a long time ago, but they're very united. They're not interested in having other people in their bed. Mm -hmm. They're very um, bonded to each other. And they've discovered this secret. I like it. I like that. That's good stuff. Okay. So you are a professor. I just want people to know that. Oh, you already, you talked about that earlier, but I I just, I think that that is very intriguing because the things that you can, you're, te- you're already in this teaching mode. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're consulting on relationships mm-hmm. and even though you may not think about it as being a teaching time, I really feel as though you could bring groups together to what I'm seeing <laughs> and teach them how to do this. I think that that is completely amazing. Again, well, because we just don't, we have things that have made that may have happened in our pasts that stop us from connecting. Yeah. You know, for, mm-hmm, for, for tons of different reasons, even I have friends that I was very connected to pre COVID. Mm-hmm. And now I rarely talk to them, you yeah. know? So now it's time to get back and start having those relationships and those connections and um, loving. It's what it is. It's truly loving. Mm. So if someone wants to say, I really wish I could contact Carl (laughs) to learn more about this, what would they do? How would they get you? So probably the best way is on my website, premierobooks.com. That has um, my books and it talks about relationships. There's lots of different pages, you know, based on your situation. Like if you're in a heterosexual union, if you're in a gay union, if you're um, a Christian trying to deal with those feelings. Mm -hmm. 
but I feel like I have something for everyone because, you know, people need people. Yes. Yes, they do. And audience, I want you to know that he is saying premiobooks.com. P-R-E-M-I-O-B-O-O-K-S.com. Please go on there. Check him out. This is, I think it's it's wonderful. It's spreading love. It's all about spreading love and doing it in healthy ways. Mm-hmm. And um, it's good stuff. So, Carl, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I ask all my guests if there is a one thing that they could leave the audience with, what would it be? Oh, I think today more than ever, we need to remember that whether or not you believe in a God, um, as human beings, we are all related. We are all, all brothers and sisters, and no one is less valuable than anyone else. And I think we just need to remember that every single day. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. That's so good. Thank you so much for being so transparent and giving us all of this uh, wonderful information. You know, I know that there are people out there that you've opened their minds. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you. Absolutely. I want to tell the audience, I know that you can choose any podcast, but you chose this one. And I thank you. And I want to remind you that you matter and your story matters. And until next time, have a wonderful day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.